It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Cincinnati Reds signed their catcher. And it tells me Tyler Stevenson isn't going anywhere anytime soon. We'll look at what the signing of Luke Maley does for the Cincinnati Reds roster. And we'll look at an interesting development in the lukewarm stove for the Red Legs. All on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion, and we have turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about the Reds getting their guy. Uh, cue the mission accomplished GIF playing behind me. Uh, they went out and got themselves a catcher. We will tell you all about him. We are also going to talk about how that doesn't necessarily mean they couldn't go out and get another one. And finally, we are going to catch you up on a hodgepodge, a potpourri, if you were, of uh, Red's news that has come out over the course of the Thanksgiving break. Uh, we're going to get you all caught up on that. Before we dive into the red signing of a catcher, I do want to just take a quick second and thank you guys that are all messaging me on Twitter. Yes, we have a volcano erupting here on the big island. Mauna Loa decided to wake up last night uh, as of this recording. Uh, I posted some pictures on my Twitter feed. If you want to go check that out, know that that's very far away. Uh, it's nowhere near any people. It's nowhere near any houses. Uh, no chance it's going to get me or get anybody around me, but I do appreciate all the messages. Uh, it's very pretty, and as long as it stays up there on the mountain, it's very fun to look at, and it's not a problem so long as it stays there. But again, thank you for your concern. All right, Jeff, let's get into this signing. And you know what, while we're talking about Hawaii, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to screw this guy's name up all the time because in Hawaiian, that word is Miley. And that's a type of plant <laughs> that they use to make a lay. So he's going to be Luke Miley. As far as I'm concerned, uh, you can call him by his correct name and maybe it'll eventually stick in my brain, but for at least this first few episodes, Jeff, he he's Luke Miley. 
Luke Luke Maley. Maybe Luke Maley was the reason that Manaloa exploded. They're just so happy to see the Reds sign a backup catcher. No, no, no. Let, let's put it this: if for certain, Luke Maley is a backup catcher. What have we been talking about as this? Or, you know, as soon as this offseason started, the Reds need catcher one B. The Reds have signed their backup which means they're planning on keeping Tyler Stevenson behind the plate for 70 to 80% of this year's games, which is not at all what we were hoping was going to happen. No. And, and let's talk about what they did. They went out and got, you know, this is, this is a very, I mean, in the grand scheme of baseball, this is a very team friendly deal. It's a one-year deal for $1.175 million. That's pretty bargain price for a major league catcher. Uh, this guy has played in parts of seven major league seasons, so he's no stranger to the big leagues. He, he knows his way around a big league clubhouse. He knows his way around a big league pitching staff. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, he is not much different from what the Reds were running out there all last season. Uh, you know, he played a career high 76 games for the Cleveland Guardians last season. Uh, and in that those 76 games, Jeff, slash line of 221, 301, 326. That's not great, but it is better than what the Reds were running out there post Tyler Stevenson injury. Right. And really, even his career numbers, even though they are very lackluster as well, are better than what we saw from anyone named Austin Romine, Mark Colesvari, Michael Papierski, Chucky Robinson, and the names go on and on and on. So maybe we will at least see some continuity there behind the plate. I do remember, and that was something that I found interesting as to why they so quickly moved on from Austin Romine, is that you heard Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green sing their praises of Austin Romine calling a game for them. But I think at the end of the day, they all knew that they could go get that guy immediately. And that's kind of what they got here. I mean, Luke Maley just seems like the kind of guy who you can pencil into the lineup whenever he's backing up Tyler Stevenson and you're going to bat him at the bottom of the order. You're going to bat him where you hope he doesn't hurt you because he's not going to help you. You know, he's a right-handed hitter. Uh, and, and that factors into a conversation you and I are going to have later, but you're right. If, if this guy's starting more than, 40 games at catcher it's yeah. a problem i think it it well what it means is tyler stevenson's hurt again if he starts more yeah. than 40 games behind the plate it means that either tyler stevenson is hurt or the reds go have gone out and got a third catcher to have on this lineup you know here's the thing with him uh it's nothing flashy like i told you earlier uh off air uh we had to go look up how to pronounce his name and yeah. if if the Reds sign a guy that neither one of us know how to say his name and we have to go look it up, it doesn't warrant an emergency pod. It's not breaking news. <laughs> it's it's, you know, roster filler. It's, you know, eh. and, and that's how this move strikes me. It's eh. I mean, we knew they had to go out and get more than one catcher. They needed one catcher that's going to stick and be on this roster, but there is nobody left to catch during spring training. Everybody besides Tyler Stevenson that appeared for the Reds last season is gone. 
So they had to go out and get some people. Now, the fact that they gave him a major league contract and spent over a million dollars doing it, I think he factors into their plans in some way, shape, or form. They plan on him being on the roster. He's not, he's a little bit more than just spring training filler. Right. But, you know, this is not a sexy signing and a career OPS plus of 61. I mean, you know, he's, he's 40% below league average. So I don't know, I don't know exactly how much we can expect from this guy other than he's going to be a little bit better than the train wreck that was catcher in 2022. He's not going to be a train wreck. Maybe he's only like a motorcycle wreck or maybe, maybe like a, Never mind. I'm not going to compare Rex. Uh, when I look at Luke Maley, though, I, I I look at this and I say we we talked about how the Bengals or how the Reds. I just saw your uh, <laughs> jersey and <laughs> lost my mind for a minute. Well, we want to talk Reds about see- the Bengals. That could be a whole yeah. lot more fun conversation. We can lock on Bengals this puppy be, up right now. It might be, and I know that James and Jake are having a lot of fun over at Locked On Bengals. If you want to go check that out, but for the Reds part of this conversation, uh, we've been talking about how they need to make moves within the margins, but this is so far within the margins. That that even I was kind of like, eh, which like personally for Luke Maley, I'm happy for him. Like last year, he got a minor league deal from the guardians, turned that into some major league playing time. The most he's ever seen in one season. And he turned that minor league deal into a major league deal this off season. So maybe he continues to trend up and maybe they saw something where he can continue to have some sort of production, but I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you. If he has to play more than 40 games, that means something terribly wrong has gone for Tyler Stevenson. And at the end of the day, he's 32 years old. We're not talking about a prospect here. And I think that this just shows me that unless they make a move for Tucker, or for another catcher, this would point to them not thinking about much time out from behind the plate for Mr. Stevenson. I I think they look at him and they say, he's going to catch 100 to 110 games. And I just, I don't know. Like, I I, want to say that he's not injury prone, so then that shouldn't be a problem. But there also seemed to be some kind of weird bad luck with him. And I, I, I wonder what that much exposure to that sort of bad luck is going to do for his availability this year. Here, here's one thing that we don't know, and I'm going to be interested to find out. Uh, you just kind of hit the nail on the head in that, uh, Miley, Maley, Maley, whatever his name is. <laughs> we'll get there. <sighs> I, I, I'm eventually going to get it. It's, he it's, hits his first home run. You'll remember how to say his name. Correct. <laughs> but you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's 32 years old. He does have some experience managing a pitching staff. He knows his way around a, a, a rotation. So, you know, I think that in the grand scheme of things, at least there's that. Uh, we're going to need uh, anybody that's behind the plate to be able to handle the young pitching staff because on top of uh, guys, the, the top three-fifths of the rotation all being second-year players, there's probably going to be at least one more rookie in this rotation in 2023. So you're going to yeah. need a guy that can can help bring those players along. And I hope, given the fact that this guy has a, a ton of innings uh, behind him, whether it's minor league or major league baseball, he can help them uh, as they navigate their way through their first and second seasons in major league baseball. If you're watching here on YouTube, you can see it. But if you're listening, I'm, I'm stifling a little bit of a chuckle because I'm just realizing is talking about a catcher that knows how to uh, work his way around a pitching staff and call a game. Just another way for us to figure out a way to say that he's good without saying that he's good. 
because I feel like that's what we do with a lot of players. Oh, he's gritty. He's a bookworm. Boy, that guy's a real gym rat. Oh, he's sneaky fast, sneaky athletic. You know, he's things a ball like this. Player. Like, like, yeah, he's a ball player. He's a gamer. Like, is he good or is he not? And I, I, I think I, I, I want to say that I'm wrong. And Luke Maley just shows up and hits 40 bombs, but I don't see that happening because I just think that this is the kind of move that would say either the Reds got to make another move for them to do our thing about moving Tyler Stevenson off of catcher and maybe even starting to work him into first base um, or they don't see that plan happening at all until they call up a guy like Matt Nelson. It could be. And and to, to answer your question, uh, I think catcher is the one position on the major league baseball field where we still like guys to be defense first. Yeah, it's a luxury yeah. to have a Cadillac of a home run hitter behind the plate, but most teams don't Excuse have that. You you need a guy back there that's defense first and is very analytical and can be your manager on the field and can bring pitchers along and know when to go calm them down and know when to stay out of their way and know when to redirect them. You need a guy like that with the smarts to play that position. So I think that's why we talk about defense more with catcher than we do anywhere else on the field because everywhere else there's somebody in the dugout that can scoot you around and position you and tell you where to play. And as long as you can put the glove on the ball, you're doing your job. There's so many more components to being a catcher at the major league level. Uh, I think that's why we, we focus in on that so much. And I think in that case, experience matters. And we saw a tremendous lack of experience at the Reds catcher position last season. Yes. And we saw what the consequences of that were. How much better would Green and Lodolo and Ashcraft have been if they had been with an experienced battery mate the entire season? How much faster would they have figured it out? How much faster would they have been able to make the hitters look silly uh, instead of having to take all the direction from a dugout and not having a guy on the field that could help them with in-game management? I think it made a big difference. That's true. And I appreciate you straightening out my sarcasm. That's a, that's a good point. But you mentioned it, and we talked about it quite a bit, but what would signing another catcher, maybe Tucker Barnhart, do for this roster? We'll explain that coming up next. But first, I want to shout out today's sponsor. It's Bet Online. Bet Online. You know what? I, I, gotta, I, I stand corrected. The Reds are on the list for odds to sign Aaron judge. And it's just, you know, it's 10,000 to one right now is what the odds are. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Steve was shaking his head for those of you that are listening to the pod. Um, you can find all of the latest player developments, like where Aaron judge is going again, probably not the reds, probably most likely not the reds. Uh, you can find team matchups, news podcast and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game. And that's at betonline.net. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. Whether you're talking about baseball, whether you're talking about hockey, you've got basketball for the NBA or NCAA, you've got NCAA football, what Wisconsin's going to do now that Luke Fickle has gone to Madison? Uh, what uh, in the NFL? What's going to happen with Joe Burrow once Jamar Chase comes back and they beat the Chiefs this week? Yeah, you heard it here. Or you can follow MMA, boxing, all that kind of stuff. It's all at betonline.net because BetOnline is where the game starts. 
You can follow the podcast on all platforms. Make sure that you check us out here tomorrow. Thanks for uh, giving us a view, giving us a listen here today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to explain why Graham Ashcraft is a player that we name a lot in the bright future of the Reds. We always talk about Green and Lodolo, Green and Lodolo, Green and Lodolo, and we also add Ashcraft, and there's only, uh, almost as if he was a also-ran. But he's not an also-ran. He is a very important part of the Reds' future, and we're going to dive into why, because he is awesome. But Steve, you know who else is awesome? Tucker Barnhart's also. Oh, wait. Now, hold the phone for a second. So were you being sarcastic in the last segment and it totally just whiffed over my head? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I, I, I think I don't want listen, it to make it, it seem like I'm poo-pooing. It, it wouldn't be yeah. the first time that happened. It wouldn't be the first <laughs> time that it just whizzed right by my head and I didn't catch it. So, <laughs> well, it's, I, think there's, I think there's always truth in sarcasm, right? And I think that there's part of my brain that when I hear about a catcher who, who it works well with a pitching staff and knows how to call a game, and I'm just like, great. D does that mean everything else sucks? Like, he can do all that stuff, but the stuff that you're actually going to see, yeah, he's not really good at that. Like, all right, I well, you I know who, yeah, you know who can <laughs> play defense and manage a pitching staff? Tucker Barnhart. Yes, he can. <laughs> and we we know it firsthand. And, and and you know what? If you sign Barnhart, it opens up the capability to not have Tyler Stevenson catch seventy to eighty percent of the time. Which I think both you and I are in agreement. That's probably not the best plan. That's almost that's almost hope. I, I would think when it comes to Tyler Stevenson and, and I think that Tucker Barnhart's the kind of guy let's do this for example, because there are other catchers out there, but if you're going to sign another catcher, it's probably going to be a guy that has a little bit of familiarity with you and Tucker Barnhart would be that guy. Well, for a, a lot of reasons, uh, one price, uh, mm -hmm. as we mentioned up top, the reds now have a million dollars invested in somebody to back up Tyler Stevenson already. Uh, I think, signing Tucker Barnhart, probably a little bit more expensive to that. Let's call it a $2 million one year deal. Let's say, mm -hmm. let's say Barnhart was signed for that. I would be okay with that. Do it. Yes. Sir. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that last season, if we're just looking at last season's numbers, Barnhart and Miley, 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 uh, are the same, close. almost had it are the same guy. <laughs> They're they're they are pretty much the same guy. If you look at their slash lines, there's a few points different. As a matter of fact, uh, Maley, Maley uh, is a little bit better as far as on on base percentage goes. But they're you know both in the 60s for OPS plus. So you're not getting a tremendous offensive upgrade. What Barnhart brings is that experience I was talking about in the last segment, that ability to help bring along the young pitchers. Uh, you know, and you know. The former gold glove catcher. Uh, he knows how to play some defense back there, and he can do something that nobody last season for the Reds could do, and that's shockingly catch the baseball. So, it, you know, it's an instant upgrade as far as that goes. Now, it's, it's all possible that Tyler Stevenson can go out and catch 110, 120, 130 games behind the plate and never get hurt. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's likely, but it's possible. Uh, his oh. injuries last season were both kind of fluky. He could maybe yeah. go the whole year and not get hurt. But my desire to move him around 
isn't completely linked with the fact that he was hurt so much in 2022. It's more about preparing long-term to maximize what you can get out of Tyler Stevenson. And to maximize what you can get out of Tyler Stevenson, you need him rested, healthy, and in the lineup. And playing catcher is very taxing. He's going to get beat up. He's going to get nicked, even if it's something he can play through. I want him to have some time at first base. I want him to have some time at designated hitter. In order to accomplish that, the Reds are going to have to have three people capable of catching on this roster, and Kyle Farmer is not walking through that door. <laughs> no, he's walking through Minnesota's door. And when it comes to the backup, it's maybe it's May Lee. Maybe it's May Lee. Maybe it's May Lee. I think we're just going to roll with that. But you definitely need a third guy, and Tucker Barnhart would be a good third guy because uh, I'm with you. I think that expecting Stevenson to go out there for that many games, that's not a plan. That's hope. You're hoping he stays healthy. And Maley, the way that he profiles, it is it not it is not what we saw with Tucker Barnhart. Like at least there were some stretches where Tucker Barnhart was a good hitter in Great American Ballpark. Now, obviously, it all regresses back to the mean, and eventually Tucker Barnhart still was hitting 230 at Great American Ballpark, but he knows how to hit. In this ballpark. In fact, it's it's interesting enough. Maley, even though he played last year with the Guardians, that was his only year with the Guardians, he's never played a great American ballpark before. Now, maybe he does like show up and just go off. Maybe there's something in Skyline Chili that helps him do that. But you are gonna need that third catcher on the roster. And Tucker is the guy to do it because without Tucker, Luke Maley is not catcher one. Be. And I don't want to see them throw him out there for 70 or 80 games, and they're not going to. And well, then that means that Tyler Stevenson is just going to be stuck out there quite a bit. Yeah, that's, that's a big ask. I mean, even if Stevenson's yeah. completely healthy all year long, to ask him to go out there and play 120 games behind the plate is going to take a toll on his legs and on his body. And I don't know it's that long we, term. Yeah. I don't know that we want to do that. I, I mean, right. you know, we're talking about a guy that has 40 homer potential. And, you know, you can talk to me about Johnny Bench all you want. You know, that was a. a a once in a lifetime, once in three lifetime right. type of catcher. You know, you can't have a guy going out there and catching 150 games and hitting 40 bombs in today's baseball. It just really doesn't happen. So they need a third catcher, Jeff. And all things being equal, I would prefer it to be a guy that we know and and that we're at least confident can bring some uh, defensive upgrade to the team, uh, even if he's not going to be an offensive juggernaut, so to speak. So. Because I don't, I don't think they'll go and spend the money that they need to go spend to get somebody that's going to hit, you know, 250, 350, 400. You know, they're not going to go pay for that catcher. So, right. and, and those guys, and, and there's, there's guys out there on the free agent market that do that, but the ones that are in the Reds price range can't catch. And, and you've said it best. Like we want guys who can play defense, like Omar Narvaez is a bad defensive catcher. He is not going to be the guy that you want with your young pitchers like Nick Lodolo, who throws a back foot breaking ball that he's going to have to dive through and, and block that thing, you know, whatever, 20, 30 times a game. You're not going to want to see Omar Narvaez try to do that. Uh, Mike Zanino comes to mind, guy down for Tampa Bay. Don't want to see him try to do that. There's a number of guys that if the offensive stats are good, that means, and, and, and they're still in the, price range of a um you know of a tucker or a luke maley then that's because they're defense deficient 
So I, I don't want to see that at all. I, I'm with you. I think that signing Barnhart opens up the capability to not have Tyler Stevenson catch 70 to 80% of the time, which for you and me was one of our stated goals for the Reds this offseason. All right, this is going to be interesting to watch as it plays out over the rest of the offseason. But listen, coming up, did a former Reds pitcher tease a potential return to the Queen City? Hmm. How's Joey Votto's rehab going, you might be wondering, post-Thanksgiving? And is there a new landing spot for the Punisher? We've got all that coming up next. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If it's your first time watching us, please click that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you get notified every time we post something new and every time we go live. We try to do live episodes once a week. There won't be one this week because Jeff and I will both be traveling on Friday because we will be at Reds Fest. I hope you will be at Reds Fest. If you see us, stop us, say hello, let's talk some baseball. I am so pumped up. For Red Fest, and then uh, there's a football game the next day too. So we're probably going to be going to that as well. But please stop us if you're at Red Fest. We want to talk to you. Uh, you can also follow the podcast uh, in between shows. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at S Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. All right, we've got a potpourri segment for you here. We're going to cover a little bit of everything. Uh, lots of stuff, kind of happened over the thanksgiving break right. and none of it was breaking news but it was some interesting stuff let's start with a former red changing his social media profile picture uh back to his days in cincinnati and that would be one johnny coito throwing up the throwback there it is on the screen for the youtube hmm. viewers there is johnny uh in his reds road uniform along with dusty baker and it looks like Todd Frazier in the background there. Uh, Jeff, and if I could venture, if I could venture a guess at a right ear, that looks like Ryan Hannigan's right ear could is what be. I'm going to say with so, that. But yeah, so Jeff is is Johnny coming home? I wonder because when I first saw that, obviously my first inclination: Reds uniform, Reds uniform. He's coming back. He's coming back to the Cincinnati Reds. But there is a prominent figure, and I'll throw the picture up real quick. There's a prominent figure. If you look at this picture, who really is even more so the central person in this picture than Johnny Cueto, and that would be one Dusty Baker, which that would he be manages somewhere world, else. World champion manager. Dusty Baker. I, I, I think that this picture is an homage to Dusty Baker. I think that, uh, mm. I think that, you know, that this was Johnny's way of celebrating Dusty. Uh, but bring, bring Johnny back. I'm all in. I would, bring him back. I would love that. That, how would that, how that, would that rotation be Jeff of, oh. of Lodolo green, Ashcraft, Coito, and one of Williamson or stout. I'll run I, that thing out there all season long. I would absolutely love that. I, we, we talk about a lot about Corey Kluber because he's a guy who's done it, but he's probably a guy looking for a prove it deal. If for some reason they bring back Johnny Cueto, that would be phenomenal. And he would be a great veteran presence to lead these guys and probably not necessarily a guy. I mean, he wasn't really a guy that had a lot of trade value last year. So I don't necessarily know that he would somehow repair that because last year he was phenomenal. Like if we, we talked about this before, he was a five win guy last year. He wasn't just some dude. So he still has it. He's still got something moving for him in his career. And if the reds were to make that signing, 
that is the signing that you can make and say, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the great American ballpark. Cause we just got Johnny Cueto. You know, I think you've heard me say a couple times now that the reds aren't going to go spend huge money and bring in some kind of superstar or whatever, but for the casual everyday fan, if they can bring in a couple guys that have names, people know, it will be a big deal in Reds country as this team continues its rebuild. And Johnny Coito is a name everyone knows. And it's a throwback to a fun winning time uh, a little bit. So, you know, this move makes sense for a lot of reasons. It probably makes sense for, for Coito if the money's right. It would make sense for the Reds because it would buy a little goodwill uh, as far as uh, making it look like they're doing something. And, right. you know, it's a, it's a win for the fans to to get to see Johnny one more time. So I'm all in on it. Let, let, let's do it. Let's let's just do it. Uh, you know, and- oh, I was going to say, uh, I, I was going to do the same way. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, you know what else I'm all in on? Joey Votto taking hacks. Joey Votto uh, on his social media. And if you're not following Joey Votto on social media, what is wrong with you? Uh, Joey Votto posted uh, videos of his first swings. He is swinging a bat. Uh, he wasn't swinging a bat hard. If you if you watched the, the video, he's taking some light, gentle swings, but he's swinging a bat. And that means that his rehabilitation is on track for him to be ready for spring training. Uh, I'm still all in on Joey Votto being the comeback player of the year. Uh, I would love to see it. Reds country would love to see it. It'd be great thing for what will probably be his farewell season in Cincinnati. Uh, I want him to have all the success in the world. Uh, and it was good to see him doing baseball things. So, uh, you know, while it wasn't anything to make me like stop the presses and record an emergency podcast, uh, it was good to see. It's interesting because I've seen now in a couple of different places from reporters like Bobby Nightingale is the most recent one that I saw wondering if he's going to be ready for opening day. And there's still probably a chance he misses a little bit of time to begin the season as he rehabs from this injury. And, and kind of like you said, the video, the intensity, uh, and I use that word loosely in this case, that the swings were were more like a batting practice, warm-up swing, you know, kind of like what he used to do, the whole weird, like, you know, whole thing mm-hmm. where it looked like he was trying to hurt himself, like doing an uppercut swing or something when he was in the on-deck circle. But I, I, this is all formulaic. This is all him just trying to get the muscle memory back, get his muscles back used to that motion and the swing that he usually does. So this is step one. This is... We always talk about, you know, a pitcher rehabbing from injury and they're like, oh, he's doing long toss on flat ground. Like this is the hitter version of that. He's still a ways away, but it's nice to see that he is beginning the process. I can't wait. I'm with you. Come back player of the year 2023. And and listen, he still has about 15 weeks to get himself ready for opening day. I'm betting on Joey. I think he's in the starting lineup opening day that, you know, I always do my, you know, my hot take of the day, Jeff, that's my hot take of the day. Joey <laughs> Votto starts opening day for the Cincinnati Reds. I like it. I, I will, I will take that all day, every day, but you know what else, you know, somebody who's not going to be starting opening day for the Cincinnati Thank Reds. God. Sarah <laughs> Aquino. Why? Why is he not starting OP? Oh, he signed a deal. He is gone. Not only did the Reds cut him, and I really had the sneaking suspicion they would try and bring him back, but no, he signed a one-year deal for worth a million 
1.25 million actually with about $300,000 in performance bonuses for the dragons of a town that I can't say. Chunichi. Chunichi, Chunichi. dragons. Yeah, I um I, I'm I'm stoked for him. He gets a raise, right? He's getting a chance to play every day. He was not going to get that here. If he was going to get that here, that meant that something horribly wrong happened. They either just didn't go out and get an outfielder this offseason, or they've had some injuries because he is not above the F troop. And he's, I don't even think he's above Novak, the new guy, the new guy they just brought in. So I, I look at this and I say, okay. I really hope that he goes out there and he figures it out because he's always a guy that I will root for. He's always a guy that I cannot be super objective about, but we know what he is at this point. I even saw, uh, and, and I'm blanking on the name, but I saw a comment in, or I saw a comment in the comment section on YouTube the other day that said, you know, why couldn't they just bring him back and fix his swing? They've been trying to do that, and he just does not listen. He's got to want to be fixed. Yeah. According to Eric Davis and Barry Larkin, uh, he had his own ideas about what that looked like. And, uh, you know, I'm with you. I wish him success. Hope he goes over there and plays well. Listen, I've always thought he was really kind of a, a 4A player. And yeah. if he goes if he goes to Japan and has success, that kind of confirms that, that he was a 4A player. And good. He can go make some money. They'll love him over there. He'll hit big home runs. It's a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, but I'm with you. He was not better than anybody else that's in the competition right now including Nick Senzel. So I think yeah. that I think this was the right move for everybody involved. And with that, I think we will go ahead and wrap up this edition of the locked on reds podcast coming up tomorrow. We are going to tell you why Graham Ashcraft is a player that we consider to be a huge part of the reds bright future. Thanks for making locked on reds. Your first listen now with your next listen, check out the locked on sports today podcast. They have the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their very own take of the day, not quite as hot as my hot take of the day, but they have their very own take of the day. The Locked On Sports Today podcast, just like Locked On Reds, is free and available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff, that's going to do it for today. Reds Fest is coming. What can the people expect from us? They can expect us to be all over the transactions, all over the rumors, who's changing their profile pictures, and who's taking pictures with fans at Reds Fest because we're going to be there on Saturday. You and me decked out, ready to go, hoping to meet some folks and some players because we are locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.